of all the souls I have encountered in my travels. His was the most human. Back to the Rathacon Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek II, the Rathacon, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. And we are joined again, uh, wrapping up the week, uh, by Aaron Hamerbeck. Hey, Aaron. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for closing out the week with us, or finishing up the week yes. with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It's been so much fun. <sighs> yes, we're, we're glad to have you. I mean, it's always good to geek out with another Star Trek fan. <laughs> absolutely. I could talk about Star Trek all, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we talk about Minute 105 of Star Trek Two today? Uh, minute 105 starts with David saying, very proud and ends a minute later with Kirk uh, uh, narrating if Genesis is indeed life from death. Yes. So, yeah, so we, uh, we, ended, we ended mid-sentence, right? David, uh, David in the last minute said, uh, was talking to Kirk, said he's also that I'm proud, very proud to be your son. And so we've been talking about this the whole show, right? The, the, the whole movie <laughs> of... When did David learn that he was Kirk's son? Uh, this, this, you know, we never got the reveal where somebody told David, Kirk's your father. Um, right. And obviously someone did at some point and we missed it. We've been watching for it. We've been looking for it because we both thought we forgot the scene. Um, but we're on minute 105. We never saw anybody tell him. Nope. Um, so there's either two conclusions here. One, David already knew. Or two, that like we've talked about in the last couple of minutes, that they had some sort of side conversation. Meaning Kirk and David or Carol and David? Or, or, or Carol and David. Maybe during, you know, obviously Kirk arrives in the cave and maybe there was, again, I, I bring up this this thing about like we forget about time and we think things happen so close together that they were down in that cave for two hours or, you know, an hour if they were on the station for, you know, an hour or however long. So there may have been side conversations that may have taken place. And I, you know, I can't help but wonder why was it not important for the filmmakers to show us this moment? You know, it's like, you know, it's David. Um, how How is David handling this news? How is he? You know, obviously, he's able to come into Kurt's uh, quarters and tell him, I'm I'm proud to be your son. Um, the uh, you know, he, he's dealing with it remarkably well if he didn't know before the film. Or or if it or if he he if yeah yeah um, if if he didn't know before the film then he's handling it very very well you know because it would have been um, it, within I, you know and and that that time thing is really tricky um, because yeah we we like to think that the you know that the film is sort of happening you know and unfolding uh, before us in in real time um, and so 
you know, we, we don't really get any, any scene where David is, um, dealing with this news. And, and, you know, part of it, I think is, uh, is, is a good thing because, uh, we don't want to pull, um, perspective from Kirk. I, I like that we see the world through Kirk's eyes. Um, and, you know, having this kind of secret conversation with Carol would probably change like the momentum of the film. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You can't help but wonder like when, when he found out. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think, uh, well, a couple things, I guess a couple thoughts, right? One, <clears throat> there's definitely been enough, uh, oh my God, we might die moments <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in the film where this kind of information would probably be exchanged, right? Like, look, before we go, if, you know, I think we might die. We've only got four minutes here before the, you know, <laughs> the Genesis uh, torpedo explodes. I really need to tell you something. Kirk's your father. Um, right. Or, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's been multiple moments where you could see the stress of a situation would, would, would force it out. Um, but we don't see that. Um, I know and that, even, oh, and even ahead. to that point, Chris, where you say like, well, maybe that took place before David appears on the bridge, you know, before the whole explosion. And, um, maybe Carol mentioned this to him, but don't you think like during that whole, like four minutes, you know, oh, you know, that's the Genesis wave and, you know, four, four minutes, we're all, we're all going to die. Wouldn't you have been like, you know, uh, you know, just before imminent, you know, where three minutes, 30 seconds, wouldn't you have said like, dad, like, you know, I'm sorry. Or, or there would have been some sort of like reveal there, but there was nothing. It right. was, it was so understated like that this, and, you know, I think Aaron, you said it in our uh, minute 103 where, the David and the Kirk storyline sort of wraps up neatly in a matter of minutes. Like we have this big thing and it just sort of, they talk for a little bit and then they have this incredibly awkward moment. Yeah. And I think that part of, part of what that is, is also the fact that like, we're just meeting David for the first time. I mean, if you're a fan of Star Trek, you've been watching Kirk for years now. And, and, um, all of a sudden there's this David character. And so, you know, I, I think that's another really clever, uh, uh, move on the filmmakers part is that they realize that, you know, okay, so this, uh, film, you know, 1982, it's two years after the big daddy reveal in, um, in star Wars, yeah. um, Empire Strikes Back. And right. so we don't, we don't want to, you know, play this out, longer than than we need to because you know quite frankly you know there's not a whole lot of emotional connection with david because we just met him in this film and he and like you got you know you guys pointed out um in the previous minute he has been complaining about um the you know the the entire world of kirk <laughs> through this entire film you know and, and really you know standing up for the scientists and you know and and complaining about um you know the 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 world of star the of Starfleet and um and so uh you know I, I think I think that they're smart to not play that out you know in in this really long take. Yeah, agreed. I I, I I'm criticizing just because it's not there, but I'm I'm not mm-hmm. unhappy because it's not there. You know? Yeah. I- yeah, totally. I, I just, yeah, it's, um, it, it is kind of jarring. You know, you do want to know, like, you know, how, how is he taking this and how is, how is Kirk taking this and, and that type of thing. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you there. So, yeah, is it just me? 
or is this uh, a very awkward hug? Oh, it is. It is twenty something seconds of the most awkward moment in cinema, where Kirk slowly walks up to David, and I feel like David's like ready to back away. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just—he's like, "What's happening here? Wait a minute, what's going on?" And then as Kirk gets closer and closer, it's like he's like, "What are you?" doing and then it's almost like david doesn't know how to hug it's like david saying like i i told you i was proud of you but i'm not really ready to hug you (laughs) exactly can we just keep it at words for now yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah i just as i was you know just taking notes i'm like oh my god this is just going on and on and you know, I thought he was going to kiss him for a second and yeah and and the way he pats his back oh like he's sort of like Almost like it, like a child, like he's three years old, and it's like it's okay now, it's yeah. okay now. It is, it is the ultimate and awkward moment. Yeah, it's not and a good hug. It's so funny because, like you know, it's it, it's something that I really do feel that Kirk needs the hug more than David, and I and I love that that's kind of acted out here. Um, you know, once again, I love the scene because we get to see really wonderful acting from William Shatner and, you know, wonderful vulnerability. Um, you know, uh, and, and I think, um, that, that hug is so, it it does everything really efficiently. It, it does, uh, the awkwardness between them. Um, it shows Kirk's vulnerability and it shows like him needing someone more than they need him. Um, and, uh, I think that's really lovely. (laughs) Yeah. I, I totally agree that Kirk needed the hug more than David did or more than David wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's when you start doing the what ifs of like, well, what kind of hug do we want to see? I guess I don't want to see anybody breaking down, right? Mm-hmm. Or just you know, picking him up and swinging him around. I don't want to see that. <laughs> uh, so, so I think I, I think I'll take the I think I'll take the awkward the awkward hug, and 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 I'm sure that you know there are further hugs in the future will get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it just makes me think back to the moment when Kirk gets back on the enterprise and he's running down the hall with Spock and he's like, that young man is my son. Like I felt like he was so happy there, you know, that he was his son. And I feel like here he's like, he doesn't know how to behave with him. I mean, obviously he doesn't. I mean, we don't know of any other children that Kirk has. I mean, I'm sure he has others around the universe. (laughs) Probably. But yeah, this is um, interesting. All right. Well, we cut away from this awkward moment to a, I think, a beautiful, uh, my note was, this is the Enterprise's hero shot. Um, Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just a great shot of the Enterprise pulling away from the Genesis planet. Um, We still get, you know, we still see some of the battle damage. Uh, If you look closely, you can see all the scars and stuff. Um, And, you know, to take a line from Star Wars, I said, oh, the damage doesn't look so bad from out here. (laughs) um but uh but i do like that shot a lot and uh it's again going to the talking about um we've been talking about it this week is you know the passage of time in this film um the last time we saw the genesis planet it was all molten right it was starting it was just coalescing and, and starting to form and and now we're seeing it that it looks like it's uh it's ready to go yeah and there's that star 
<laughs> the star we've been debating. Where did that star come from? Was it part of the Genesis effect? Well, actually, Aaron, do, maybe maybe you can weigh in on this. Um, do you think the Genesis effect, Genesis torpedo, created both the planet and the star, or do you think the star was already there and we just never noticed it before? I, you know, I I like to imagine that it it created the the planet and the star. Um, it, I get I when I, when I start to really kind of think about you know, space in, in terms of, you know, what, what we know about the known universe and, you know, what scientists have told us about space and time and distance and how universes and stars are formed, you know, my brain hurts (laughs) to think about. So like, I think that just sort of in, you know, in terms of, um, imagining the, the beauty of, of all of this, that it would, it would have created the planet and the star. I don't know that that's just my personal take. I like it. I, that's, that was my opinion as well. I think it made both. And I forget, Dave, did you agree or were you debating that? I, I don't, I don't agree. I believe that. <laughs> so, so you got to remember that they were in the Mutara Nebula. So we don't know like what's on the other side of it or beyond. And I feel like because now we don't have the nebula there to block our view, I feel like the star may have – I feel like it was a moment of happy accidents that everything worked to create the planet and the star happened to be there to make it a you know a nice M-class planet for them to, you know, to be – so I think the star was there. I'm going to disagree. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. <laughs> I was I was going to see if we could get a tiebreaker. Or I, don't even, I don't even know if it would be a tiebreaker, but uh, the, the novelization doesn't answer it either. I'm flipping through it, and Vonda, Vonda didn't answer that for us. So uh, I think it's fun either way, whether it was there or got created. Still, uh, Yeah, I, I, I love how people, you know, you, everyone has come up with their own sort of rationale, like, you know whether the star was there or the star was created. It, it, it's it's great to see how people's minds work, you know, and figure out logically how things could could happen. Right. Well, and I I think that that's one of the really kind of lovely things about um, this film, you know, and the and the uh, you know the other Star Trek films. And I love like sort of getting in the debates about which film is your favorite, and then you know trying to figure out like oh well you like this one because you're a spock fan or you like this one because you're a woman you know or these types of things it's like you know i i I love kind of having these these debates and i wonder if this is if this is part of this like you know if, if it's based on your perception of how the film uh, speaks to you that that tells you you know informs you at the end of you know how how you how you see that star i like it yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why you know I love I love these minutes. I mean, you know, I, I've said it before, but I you know it's 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 such a pleasure to be able to go back through and um, really you know pick through the film methodically and and ask these you know these, these um, big questions. You know. Yeah, definitely. It it is. It's a. It it can take a. Yeah, take a film that's things you take for granted, um, and and really well, pick it apart in a good way, in a bad way, whatever, way, whichever way you look. It's uh, I, I agree, um, you get a lot more out of it. I think. 
Yeah, because I mean, you know, you could you could watch, um, you know, these films, and I, you know, I think that for the most part, we do. We tend to watch um, uh, the is science fiction. I think that I pay closer attention to science fiction um, than I do, you know, like uh, action films or that type of thing. Um, but I think a lot of times I find myself as just a passive viewer and I'm just passively enjoying, um, you know, just the, the escapism of science fiction. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think that that's really the fun of the Star Trek universe is that, um, there's, there's so much there. There's so many levels of debate and, and, um, layers of, you know, who are we in, as, in, in terms of this big universe and, um, and, you know, and, and, and it has so many, you know, key points where it's, where you could do like a comparative analysis of Star Trek and like, um, you know, uh, Battlestar Galactica and, and, you know, these other kind of science fiction, um, films, uh, cause it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, the glamour shot of the, the ship, um, because, because I love the fact that it is so worn down, you know, you see the, you see the parts that it's been beaten up. And one of the things it just reminded me, um, I, I remember reading or hearing Ronald D. Moore, um, who, uh, worked on Star Trek Voyager. And, um, he, he complained about how when Voyager got home, it was pristine. Yeah. Like it looked <laughs> fine and it's been through hell and back. It certainly hasn't been fixed while it's been, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, it's the Delta quadrant. Right. I right, think, right. Uh, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's really kind of lovely to see this kind of like the, all all of its scars, and yet it's still you know really glamorous shot of of the of the ship because we love it. You know, it's it's another character. We love 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 the ship. Agreed. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, and, I, and not to jump too far ahead, but in Search for Spock, I think it's you know <clears throat> we get to see the Enterprise you know still carrying around all that damage, right? It's. Uh, mm-hmm. When they swipe it, they haven't done any repairs, so it's still it's still all battle damaged. And you're right; that would be it's too bad you don't get to see. You know, like we carry our own physical scars. Too bad you don't get to see the Enterprise over you know over the series of the films just continue moving forward. But you can kind of make out, oh yeah, that's where you know Khan had you know sliced up the the neck of the, the Enterprise. They didn't completely repair that. That would be kind of fun to see. Yeah. Uh, what could have been? Yeah. So we get, uh, so we started, we get, well, we get Kirk's, Kirk doing Captain's Log, right? Starting yep. 81416. Um, this is the first time we're hearing him in this film do a Captain's Log because the, yep. the the first one was actually Savick. Um, so I thought mm-hmm. that was uh, of note. And uh, I think uh, once again, I've forgotten to go back and see what the original star date was at the beginning of the film. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've done that as homework like three times, Dave, uh, to see how much, how many, how many digits have elapsed since uh, since the Kobayashi Maru started. But uh, well, it, I have it right here, Chris. You have it. Oh, school. So uh, so uh, it starts. The movie starts out with Captain's Log, star date eighty one thirty point three. Oh. Wow. Okay. So, quite a few numbers. Yes. <laughs> even, though we, even though we don't have no idea how many days early have elapsed. Uh, 
Aaron, do you have any? Are you uh, uh, skilled in your star date math? I, I'm not, unfortunately. It's not. It's not um, my forte. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so yeah, so Kirk's now giving this nice little wrap up uh, that they're heading for SETI Alpha Five to pick up the survivors, which is good. You know, we didn't want to forget about them. Um, and as I was as I was taking some notes here, I was watching through the minute, and um, uh, we cut to the inside of the Enterprise, and you know, Sulu's sitting at his post and he's smiling, and then Kirk comes strolling in. He's all smiling, and yep. and I was like, what? Why is we just got out of this awkward moment? with David and granted, you know, um, it must've been cathartic and probably helped, but geez, doesn't he look totally at ease after all these things that have happened? He looks pretty, Hey, happy go lucky. Um, yep. And so, uh, it was bugging me. And so I'm glad we were doing this, this minute. Cause I was, I dug in some more and there's actually, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Kirk is strolling away from, uh, Savick and David. Um, yes, I was. I was. I was. One of my notes was actually to point out that because there is a cut scene here that's been completely. It's not even in the director's cut where um, I think Kirk goes to introduce David to Savick, and that's where the relationship is implied. I think he makes someone makes a comment like, "Oh, we know each other," or, or there's uh, some conversation. Maybe not introduce each other because obviously they met each other in the cave, but there's some hint that there was a relationship before everything and i think this is the cut from that him coming down the stairs and that's probably why he's smiling is from the conversation and then you know they david and savik come and they stand together so i think there was more to their relationship than what we on the screen are led to believe yep that was that's what i spotted as well so the uh, the other <laughs> What? <laughs> I was just going to say uh, stories that could have been. Oh, uh, I know. I, again, I, I'm okay with it not being in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I've got to say, like, it's kind of refreshing um, to see a, a female character because it, this film is kind of a bummer for me because um, uh, Uhura doesn't really have anything to do in the film. Um, and, and that uh, that sucks, uh, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, and so I, as much as I like Savick, um, I, I'm very pleased that they didn't give her a love story. You know, that it was, it was, uh, her focus, main focus is about, um, succeeding and success and, and, um, you know, her, uh, kind of ambition, um, and, and that's powerful as, as a female, um, uh, audience member of the film, because, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I think that that, that speaks more to me, um, rather than giving her the sort of, a, a, a love story that would probably quite frankly be a little lame in a movie that is trying to deal with is trying to deal with so many things and to add that as another layer of it, I think it would get mm. forgotten, you know? Right. Especially a, a, a Vulcan love story, right? Cause talk about adding <laughs> another level of complexity. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Which I well, think you gotta they, remember she's not just Vulcan. No, I know. She's, <laughs> um, 
and and, I, and I, not to take us off on a, on a tangent, but I think the in the reboot films, you know, the relationship between Uhura and Spock is. I would actually love to see them dive deeper on that because I still I'm always scratching my head <laughs> when I see them. Like, how did that, how did that happen? How did that come about? And and there, I have so many questions. Um, but that's another film. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, did you guys notice, uh, I've never noticed it before until doing this minute, that uh, when Kirk walks up to Carol and McCoy, McCoy's talking to him. Yes. Um, and uh, he says he you know says something to him, you know, kind of pauses, looks at the screen, then says something else. Um, that's all in the script as well. Would you like to know what he's actually saying? I would, actually. <laughs> yes. yes. So... Uh, <laughs> He's actually first thing he's commenting on is Savic and oh she's changed her hair again. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. So oh. probably good that they cut that out. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about her hair. Um, but uh, he then he, so he makes that comment, uh, but then turns to uh, turns and says, "Will you look at that?" And he's like, "Do you think they'll name it after you, Doctor?" So he's actually asking Carol uh. if they're going to name the planet after her. Um, which I think is that's a that's a cool line, um, mm. and she does answer him, and we don't see that. It must be when she's facing you know, the camera, camera angle switches. But she answers it, answers and says, "Not if I can help it. We'll name it after. We'll name it for our friend." Um, oh, so I think that's a that would I, I wouldn't mind having that line in there. That's that would have been a cool cool touch, right? Yeah, that's kind of, that that's lovely. It also it, you know gives Carol kind of a a nice little. Um, button to the, you know, her part at, on the Genesis project, you know, obviously it's like, it's her baby. And so like, I, you know, it, it, that would be kind of a lovely way to tie everything back in together. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely, this is, I mean, talk about whose moment is this, right? When you, when you really think about it, you know, she's looking at the culmination of her work. She's all, a whole new planet has been created even after all of this violence that brought it about, but uh, it's gotta be yeah. breathtaking. Oh, we're looking at the view screen now. Um, Kirk says, he's continuing to narrate his log. All's well. Um, and it, I can't, can't help wondering about the friend I leave behind. Um, and we get this great shot of the Genesis world. Um, and there's David and Savick standing together. So I think we talked about that. Yeah, this is sort of the end of the movie group shot. Like, you don't really see them. They're not focal points, but Uhura's back there, Sulu. They're sort of all just standing there viewing the, you know, viewing the screen. Uh, okay, and this yep. is the, and I think we'll actually, I think next minute, I think we see the full, the full complement of the, of the crew. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to me because, you know, as, as much as Star Trek is definitely about ensemble and, um, relationships and, and friendships and, you know, uh, the, this idea of, of having to work together um, and, and how important all of these different characters are. Um, Wrath of Khan really kind of um, leaves out Sulu and Uhura and, um, and uh, Chekhov, you know, isn't with them for most of the film, um, even though he, you know, he obviously has his, his own storyline. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting that they would, you know, want to end on this, like, um, you know, happy family group shot. 
um, because this one isn't really as ensemble driven as, you know, as, as like, you know, um, uh, the, uh, voyage home, right, you know, right. the, these right. other films, you know? Yeah. I agree. So it's really, it's really, I mean, it's really Kirk's story. I mean, it's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, uh, and obviously a big part of Spock's story as well, but, um, yeah, they are, they are all secondary. I agree. Um, the, uh, the line, um, there are always possibilities Spock said. Yes. Uh, I really like this line. Um, and I have, I have, I really, I just really like it, but I have these mixed feelings because in one way I wish it was, I wish it was tied to Spock actually, actually us hearing him say it more frequently because it's not really something we've ever heard him say. Right. Um, I think I think we in our some of the research we did, you know, he has says something like once in the original series, some yeah. parap- paraphrase of this, right? Um, but in but in on the other hand, I also like that we that we the audience aren't familiar with this line, so it's it's kind of a, you know, it's like it's just another aspect of Spock's character that we all acknowledge here that we we love. Um, but it's something that just it adds another layer to Spock. Like, oh, when, you know, when does when does he say that kind of stuff? In what circumstances? And and uh, you know, he says it enough that Kirk has mentioned it a few times. And uh, right. So that it, I guess it's all those things. I, I mean, I just I like I like the the sentiment, but I also like what it adds to Spock's character. Yeah, agreed. I you know I I think that that's actually really kind of I love I love what you said about it being a surprise about Spock you know because just when you think that he's this two dimensional um, alien character um, there's there's so much there and I think that what's really kind of fascinating about that is that um, the uh, this is that that's kind of the last time. Um, that we see him in this iteration of Spock because he changes so much when he comes back to life. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's just kind of like the sort of last, last bit when, you know, he, he was Spock in this form and he's about to become a different form. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit, you know, this is, this is really Spock at his most human, right? We've seen him mm-hmm. evolve, some evolve in the motion picture, um, you know, getting in touch a little bit more with his feelings and, um, uh, and, uh, and I think we're seeing it here, obviously that I think that decision he made wasn't just logical, even though he says it, you know, that self-sacrifice and, um, I think there's more to it than just logic. Um, so you're right. It is, it is kind of this, he has this very large character arc that's going to, you know, change over the next couple of films. Um, but, uh, yeah. Spock. Uh, and that's where i ran out of notes anyone else nope i'm good for this minute yeah yeah i think that looks like everything i have too all right well um aaron one one last thing we like to do with our guests um is uh, i think we talked about a little bit maybe in this minute was talking about uh your favorite star trek film and can you rank them for us Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and you can just oh, no. you can de- you can decide if you want to do all thirteen or just focus it on a set oh. of movies. But uh, would you be able to rank some of them for us? Um, yeah, I the, you know, and this is where I tend to make people really mad um, because 
Um, I, I am definitely a Voyage Home girl. I love, love, love that movie. And I think that, you know, and, and it, it's one of these things that I've always gotten into debates with um, fellow Star Trek fans. Um, it, you know, it, I, I have to kind of think about what my favorite episode of the original series was, uh, City on the Edge of uh, forever. And so like, I loved these, you know, fish out of water, Star Trek cast suddenly has to deal with a different time period. Um, I like the humor of it. It, it also like, it's very humbling for them. Right. Um, you know, and for me too, because, you know, I, I, I tend to just sort of like idolize, um, the cast and, um, and so it's kind of, it's, it's refreshing to see them really kind of deal with their, world um or our world kind of you know um sure and yeah. so i will i will always always love um star trek 4 that's absolutely my favorite um and then um i would and then i would put wrath of khan um wrath of khan would be my second um and then um undiscovered country is uh third um and then i would probably have to put first contact in um because i love first contact i realize that there are lots of issues with that film but man i love jonathan Brakes, and so um i uh um yeah, I, I like that he directs it and i don't know I mean, just once again like it's a great film lots of and and um the next gen cast will always make me uh make me happy. I got to meet them at a comic con. Um, and they were everyone, everyone except for Patrick Stewart. And, um, our daughter is actually, uh, named Marina. Um, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, definitely taken from, uh, from (laughs) Star Trek. You you definitely win the Trekkie award in this room. Yes. (laughs) I, you know, I just, I love, love, love Star Trek. Um, so, so much. I, you know, and one, one after, after first contact, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I really, um, can rank them all. Um, I, we were talking about it tonight. Uh, you know, my husband and I were talking about, uh, search for Spock. And I think that I need to go back and revisit that film. Um, I think that maybe I'm just not remembering it. Well, I think that I was emotionally too scarred with the death <laughs> of Spock to watch that movie. Um, and so I think, I think I need to, I need to give it another, an, another chance. Um, because I'm, I'm sure that that would probably rank pretty highly too. If I, if I, if I gave it another shot. So Great. Well, that was five out of thirteen. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, you know, on I, I'm, I'm one of those weird people that likes Nemesis. Like, you know, once again, I think. Ugh. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I just I remember seeing it in the movie theaters and thinking, like, oh well, you know, it's it's different looking. Um, and the, there was something. Something about that. I, I don't know. But once again, I don't know if I'm remembering it well. So I need to go back. I need to go back and rewatch them. And, and you know, I, I rewatched uh, the first film um, not too long ago. And I, I was like, you know, it's it's really, really pretty. Um, but it's especially like, you know, we talked about the glamour shot of, of, of the Enterprise and um, that scene. If that doesn't make you cry, then you're not a real Star Trek fan. <laughs> you know? You're talking about when they, the shuttle goes around the Enterprise, we get to take it all in? 
Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's just, you know, it gives you chills. <laughs> awesome. All right, Aaron. Well, thank you once again for uh, for being here with us this week. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I had so much fun. Awesome. Yes, so did we. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, it's Friday, so uh, we'll uh, we just want to uh, let it, let you know where you can find us online. We're at RathaconMinute.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WOKMinute uh, or on Facebook at the Rathacon Minute Listener Federation. Uh, if you could go out to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating and uh, subscribe to the show, we'd much appreciate it. And um, we're going to be back again here on Monday with Minute 106 of Star Trek II here at the Rathacon Minute. <laughs>